Hello! So, for the guests this week, I am joined by no other than the iconic Dominic Greenwood Martin, aka the Cool Chaser. I'm excited for this one. Hello, you right? Oh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Good, like, yes. How, how, how has it been, man? Yeah, it's been all right, generally, I'd say. <laughs> As, uh, I mean, still not able to do a huge amount. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's the sort of thing where, when it's COVID time, you're like, ah, I've oh. been doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Honestly, I can't actually remember when it was the last time we properly met each other. Um, oh, God. I, I, I believe it was a, a be convention. A yeah, it's got to be a couple of years ago now. Really? It must what, have been. Has it been that long ago? Well, I mean, 2019, May 2019. Were you at October 2019? Um, I was. Yeah, I then was, it would have yeah. probably been there. So, it's, yeah, it's coming on oh, for okay. two years. Oh, my goodness. No way. That's That's insane. I know. It is weird to think about that i mean that's the same with a lot of people i know actually <laughs> yeah because i think i know you didn't attend the uh, lfcc um, nah and nah. i was like ah oh, damn it but, yeah i was ill at that on that one so i just couldn't go ah oh, bummer um anyway um welcome thank you um here we have um dom here you probably know dom as the um Hoovian chaser I go I, by who chaser these days, but yeah, oh, you changed enough. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew you changed it to something, and I was like, oh god, I really needed to think for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, I'd like to think that you're quite a well-respected and known figure to the who community and the cosplay community. I'd say as well. I mean, I, I take nothing for granted. I mean, uh, people just—I I guess my face gets about. <laughs> yeah. I mean I admire your humbleness. Um honestly though, like every convention that I think I've been to, like I'll say, Oh Dom and then people are, Oh yeah, I know Dom. Yeah. I, I know Dominic Greenwood Martin, yeah. I, I know him. I guess people just end up <laughs> becoming aware of me in, in some <laughs> form. I mean I can't really I, I can't say much about that sort of thing because it's just like if people know of me then i guess that's yeah. all there is to it uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've literally i think i've actually followed you like since the very beginning um because i literally remember obviously before we knew each other i remember your videos um for youtube and stuff like going back to like the very very beginning before i'd even started cosplaying um i came across a few of these videos and i was like oh i wonder what this is about um, I was like, oh, because I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know what cosplay was until I watched your videos. Because <laughs> um, you're like, oh, yeah, Doctor Who cosplay. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's not called fancy dress. Better play. I mean, it's, te it's the technical term, ten. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope it served as a decent introduction, nonetheless. Mm. So, um, yeah, Don, wh where did that come about? Um, did you suddenly just wake up one morning and think, yeah, I, 
I want to do videos? Or was there like a particular moment where it's like, oh, this would be fun to do? Because you've done quite a few now. Yeah, um, it really was a case of this would be fun to do um, because when I got into cosplay, I was very much, uh, I was very much trying to look for for places to get items and stuff like that, mm. and so I just decided it was really as simple as just wanting to share what I was finding with everybody else. So hence why I started doing the how to cosplay series, which went down pretty well. I, I like to think. Oh yeah. Um, and then I was just, uh, the more I just found out of the costumes that I was putting together myself, the more I had to share. So it just kept on going in a repeating cycle. You find the items and then you tell people about the items. And then hopefully people will find them interesting and will buy them for themselves to make their own costumes. And to this day, um, I still get people being like, thank you for helping me with uh, with my costume. And it, it's all mm. It's very delightful, to be honest, to to really know that uh, they managed to get some enjoyment and some assistance from yeah. something that I made. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been going for, I've been doing them for. Let's see, started in 2015 or 14. It's been it's been so yeah. long that I can't exactly remember <laughs> them. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing them for over six years, mm. and I've just. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to put together ones with all the doctors. So hopefully um, it has been helpful to whoever decided to, you know, um, just watch it. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely say it has because they've helped like your videos have helped me personally in the past. And I know there's been occasional times where I've seen someone share one of your videos and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Dom. I, I know Dom. Um, and I've actually sent your videos to a few people as well, because obviously going back to when I did some Doctor Who stuff, um, I'd be like, oh, I know someone who does videos of this sort of thing. So I, I would like send a link to your uh, how to cosplay stuff. And they've said it's been very helpful. I'm very glad about that. Uh, that that's, that really means a lot to me. Um, oh, I'm very right. grateful. I'm just very grateful to have been able to help people. I mean, when it comes to the how-to cosplays, it is nothing about the personality. It is about the information, mm. I believe. And I just wanted to make sure that they were done to a significant amount of detail that were both open for newcomers um, so they didn't get too overwhelmed and yeah. also for people who already knew what they were were kind of getting themselves in for so it was just trying to strike a happy medium because i didn't want to make them too complex because yeah uh, sometimes um it, the temptation is there to make like a 30 minute uh <laughs> oh, God, video yeah. on on something about all the minute details of matt smith's 7b costume mm. uh but you know realistically uh, you want to make it accessible so oh, yeah. I, i'm just really glad that it has taken uh it really just it struck with people and yeah i'm very thankful for that yeah because i like to think that the videos you do on youtube like they're so like they're very quick and they're very upbeat and then they're very easy to follow as well because i i'm not gonna lie i've watched cosplayer like how to do cosplay videos and they do go on a bit like like you said so, like they'll go up to a good 30 minutes of someone just showing you a bit of clothing whereas dom here breaks it all down and gives you links and he gives you ideas of where to look and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, I think my style, I guess just um, 
resonated mm. a bit more with uh, people, but that's no disrespect to people who are doing it in their oh, own yeah, way. No, definitely either. not. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like everyone has their own method of working, and whoever uh, sometimes the 30 minute style can really work in depending on uh, what someone wants to do with their video and how they want to put it across, because you mm. might see them. Uh, put together a very long video but that video will probably contain more detail than mine yeah. but the thing is it's just it's a bit more specialist mm. uh, which is, i guess is the difference because i'm more of a uh, i'm more of a, a general type of person yeah. rather than a specialist so uh, i'm more of a, a jack of all trades master of none but i very much admire the masters mm. most definitely <laughs> um i was just gonna say i actually remember our first meeting going back all those years ago I, i'm pretty certain you've probably forgotten this um it was actually at the doctor who symphonic spectacular and i think oh you, 2015 right yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and I you, was, that. you was in front of me and i knew who you was because yeah, we, yeah. we... you were in the crew of the crew weren't you and <laughs> it got my attention yeah yeah i was with my auntie yeah i remember I... your auntie Oh, God, I mean, I think we all do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I remember I tapped you on the shoulder, and then once you walked away, my aunt, my aunt was literally like, who, who was that? Like, was, I was like, oh, it's just some guy I know, you know, some guy I, I know through, like, Doctor Who stuff. And she was like, oh, I thought it was, like, your teacher or something. And oh, I was like, boy. I was like, what? How old do I look? <laughs> I mean, you did have your grey hair at the time. Like, oh, I remember yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I did have the hair. That, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It did probably look like I'd gone prematurely grey due to stress of the teaching career. But uh, <laughs> uh, still, it, it was it was a good day. I really like that event. Good day. Um, I actually saw Mickey there on the same day and we never met each other from that point. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he was... Um, getting a packet of crisps and tesco's and i remember seeing him in like pictures that you'd had with him in the past i was like i also know this guy but i didn't speak to him and i just find that like so weird that you were both there and then we're kind of where we are now like Uh, it's just ah that's the thing i mean the cosplay uh, especially when it comes to doctor who or back then really it was a a small world kind of thing oh yeah it's expanded a lot more so and uh, a lot of the people who were in it back then have kind of drifted away from it uh but back then it was very much a a small circle of people who were quite tight-knit and i really do uh i look back on those days with quite a lot of fondness really yeah i i miss those days hmm those were good times. They were good times. <laughs> They're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I admire I, your, I, you, I admire your honesty there. Yeah, but... I mean, I, I, I still keep in contact with a, a fair few people. Oh, but, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, but a lot of that sort of ethos, that sort of um, era of the Dog 2 cosplay community is kind of gone to the wayside. Yeah. Um, now it is mostly new people who I don't really know. So, <laughs> And because of COVID, I haven't had a chance to even meet them. So it is, uh, it's... It's interesting seeing all the new faces pop up. And I'm really glad that people are still interested in cosplaying Doctor Who as well, because I know that the uh, that um, the, the gaps between seasons have gotten longer and longer, and then interest yeah. can kind of dip a bit. But when the season starts up again, it can rise again. So, uh, and as well as the new Doctor, or Doctors, shall I say, with uh, Joe yeah. and Jodie, 
Um, it gives more opportunities for people to get into it if they find a character that they uh, resonate with. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is good that, like, like I, I do agree, it is, it's still very good that people are still interested in it. Um, obviously, speaking of Doctor Who, um, I think her congratulations is in order for you, Don. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, recently you were announced as a producer on a big finish Doctor Who audio, which yeah. I was like... Wow, that's been the hardest. You seem to be get, yeah, you seem to be getting around everywhere with with Doctor Who at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the hardest secret I've had to keep for a very long time. But um, and I say a long time. I mean, it was only really a few months, but it was still a very long few months for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, such an extraordinary experience. I can't. Ba- I basically can't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Four years, of course. Um, it has been very, very good, and it's been very. Uh, um eye-opening in terms of how they run things and mm. it's been very heartwarming as well because everybody there is so lovely they're such Aww. uh caring people and uh from people like nick briggs to david richardson they're uh just lovely lovely people Ah, oh, it sounds like a lot of fun i, I was generally like really happy as well because i was like yes because oh, um goodness. Because for most people, um, particularly in the Doctor Who side of things, um, Big Finish is kind of their go-to at the moment because there's just so much verity now with what they've been able to do with audio and stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, thanks to lockdown, they managed to get so much done with David Tennant. It's unreal. Uh, Yeah. Man literally became available and they just snapped him up straight away and pumped him (laughs) full of script. And it was just... uh, that made a, a brand new era for the 10th Doctor. And I think that definitely opened up Big Finish to a, an accessible lot mm. of new fans as well. Because they had instantly, especially with new series fans, um, mm. they had that gateway into that very popular incarnation. And so they can listen to just brand new stories with David. And it, and uh, I would be lying if I said I wasn't extremely excited about uh, yeah. hearing more 10th Doctor stuff because I really was. It is weird to think like how in trend it is now because obviously I actually remember going back like maybe what five or six years ago like there were still people who are a bit oh I don't think it's canon or people would still be a bit iffy with it because obviously it being an audio which is fine because you know not everyone wants to sit there and listen to something for like an hour or two but I'm really pleased that it, it's out there and more people are appreciating it. Because I was one of those people who was like, oh, you should listen to Big Finish. And people were like, oh, you know. That's the thing. I mean, every type of media can be subjective. And I understand that people might not want to listen to audio because, I mean, people tend to gravitate towards things with visuals. And uh, audio, I believe, which is a fantastic platform, uh, still doesn't quite get the credit it deserves. But I think steps have been made in the right direction uh, when it comes to people getting more interested in it, especially over over the the lock D, shall we say. So, uh, um, yeah, I really think that uh, they are reaching a new point of popularity, hence why they've expanded and uh, gotten people uh, like me on board and uh, various others. Yeah exciting well <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to look forward to seeing what what comes up and especially with um the thing that you've been working on as well like um when does that actually get released by the way oh uh peladon will be released in january 2022 oh 
exciting. Mm. Still, still a while to go, but yeah, I think it's gonna so. be. I think it's gonna be worth it. Absolutely, I, I've, uh, I, I've read the scripts and they are fantastic. So, oh, that is that is honestly so exciting. Mm. Honestly, I'm, yeah, <laughs> like I can still remember when you did that, um, that little clip that you did on BBC One to introduce the episode of Doctor Who. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, God, that uh, that was so long ago now, isn't it? Like, it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, that was a that was a trip and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm still extremely grateful to have been given that opportunity. Uh, I, I honestly, I've been blessed with all the yeah. opportunities I've been given, uh, thanks to Doctor Who, because mm. they have been nothing short of uh, life changing. Uh, because mm. I don't know uh, where I would be if I didn't get interested into this show, but I guarantee I would not have done as much as I've been able to do these days. Mm. Absolutely not. I mean, it's good to have these sort of, you know, these memories to look back on and you can sort of just be like, oh, I, I got to do that. And then I just think that's really nice, I can imagine. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, just uh, I remember doing the fan show, um, all that sort mm. of jazz. And it's just it's kind of humbling that they pick me. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all the fans out there, there is like hundreds of thousands millions of fans mm. and uh, to think that uh i was the one that they chose uh to yeah. be in like the fan show or the one to chose to introduce the ident or the one big finish have uh, uh employed as an mm. assistant producer i it's it's crazy to me um but as i always say in the words of the legendary sean wallace never take anything for granted because you never know when the bubble may pop, so... Yeah. Do you have, like, a particular favourite moment or time that you've had, like, throughout all these experiences, would you say? Oh, I mean, it, oh. I mean, in a sense, uh, a cop-out answer would be that every one of them is my favourite because <laughs> they're all great experiences. Yeah. But I think that the the ident is going to be one that sticks with me for a very long time because that was really me... Uh, because I've always loved Ident. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen any of Adam Martin's content, but because uh, but he's another Hootuber, and he did a series oh, okay. called The Ident Reviews. And uh, I've been I'm uh, I'm a little bit of an anorak, and I do <laughs> love a good Ident and a, a continuity announcement. I, I'm interested in that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, to be able to present one myself and be involved in one was uh, nothing more of one of my very nerdy dreams come true. So that is going to be one that sticks with me for quite a while. But uh, obviously every opportunity that I've had is just, it's just golden really. So I'm always very grateful. Okay. So on that day then, what, what actually happened? Like, was it literally like, Oh, we've just got to do this thing, wrap it up, and then it was over? Or did you get to talk to everybody? Like, was there a process? Well, the process really is that they were filming multiple uh, idents, I think, in on that day. Uh, when okay. I got in, uh, I basically like got to interact with everybody who was going to be in it. But while they were filming the Strictly one, which was just before, so they were obviously setting up, taking down all the Strictly come dancing decorations and replacing them with the mm. Doctor Who decorations. So they have to put the TARDIS in, get the Daleks in, get the angels in. And so I got to actually introduce myself to a few people and speak with them. And it was all very, very, uh, very homely, very nice. And uh, I still know some of those people to this day. And they, they're lovely people. 
And when we got in there, um, we had to do a few takes, obviously, and it was just uh, varying different camera angles and movements because some of us had to come out of the TARDIS, some from behind, some had to mingle with the monsters and the angels Mm. and the Daleks. And then eventually we all came together to say that uh, uh, it's time for Doctor Who. And for some ungodly reason, they decided I was the one to say it. (laughs) And uh, I'm... and. It's crazy because that was I, I tried to keep that secret as well, just in yeah. case, because I knew at the back of my mind, I was just like, what if they change it? What if they what if they replace mm. me? And I don't want to have made a fool of myself by saying, hey, I'm going to be introducing this. And then <gasps> someone else does. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, uh, about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was my my mother was very proud. <laughs> oh, that's that's lovely. Was you happy with the take that they chose? Or do you think, oh, or did you think, oh, why did they go for oh, that no, one? No, no, no. I was very happy. I mean, I had to do multiple <laughs> anyway, because uh, I had to do one for uh, as on BBC One, and then you had to do one for BBC One Scotland, and then we had to do one for BBC One Wales. So we oh had to do God. many of them, and some of the which I haven't even seen. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm yeah, so someone has probably seen them. Probably, I mean, well, Scotland so, um, and, Wales and Northern Ireland. But uh, yeah, if anybody has those versions, please do send them yeah, to me. Please do send them <laughs> away. That's a little hint for you guys. Uh, if, if you've seen them or you have them somewhere, then send them over. <laughs> I know people collect these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's honestly so crazy. Um, so I wanted to talk about the, um, the cosplay community because. Hmm. Obviously, you've you've been a big part of the cosplay community a bit longer than what I have. Um, so, how how do you feel that cosplay has kind of impacted your life personally? I feel that my honestly, I can feel that the my involvement in the cosplay community really was putting my foot into the door and granted me those opportunities that I've gotten now because. Um, I go into the cosplay industry, which led to me um, doing the cosplay videos, which then led to me uh, going, well, not necessarily led, but was part of me going to comic cons and meeting people and making new friends, etc. So I I think that cosplay has played a very big part in my life in terms Mm. of getting me to where I am now. So if I hadn't decided to get involved in cosplay, there's no way that I would be doing everything I'm doing now yeah so yeah i'm very i'm very grateful to my younger self for deciding to have the courage to actually <laughs> get into it because uh if 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 he hadn't i might have had to go back in time and uh brain him <laughs> oh god do you do yeah so do you feel like social media in a sense has kind of changed the community as such because obviously i can imagine going back a few like even when i was doing cosplay um it wasn't as prominent as what it is now because obviously you've got hmm specific like specific cosplay accounts that people have now and you've got like facebook pages and facebook groups and all of that stuff like do you think it's done it better or worse or i uh, yeah that's a good question i do feel like like social media has definitely changed it because i remember back in uh 2015 2016 it wasn't very uh uncommon mm that had their own Facebook pages for their cosplay content. And uh, yeah. that was the way everybody did it. But then Instagram came along and that's how everybody started doing it that way. 
Um, I feel like Instagram definitely took over in that respect because then everybody has a profile that anybody can just share their cosplays a lot easier in a platform that is basically made for photo sharing, not necessarily text sharing like Facebook is. Yeah. And um, I do feel that has definitely impacted on the community and it broadened it up to more personalities joining. And yeah, um, I would kind of say as well that it may have uh, may have <laughs> led to a few incidents going on, but <laughs> I I think that it expand it made it more accessible really because not everybody wants yeah, to I'd, go I'd through yeah I wouldn't want to go through making a Facebook page because uh, I mean I have one but mm. I haven't touched it in years now and I'm <laughs> gonna not gonna lie I probably won't ever touch it again but uh, I I feel that. The accessibility was always a more important thing, and uh, social media has helped that significantly, mm. especially over COVID as well, because no one oh, has yeah. been able to really go to any conventions. And so yeah. they've just been able to uh, share their cosplays online, all the ones that they intend to wear to conventions, and all the ones that they uh, very much want to uh, utilize when they come back, and uh, even with new cosplayers. So I think it's been helpful in that regard. And it's yeah. also especially help people meet people uh, because there's no way that um, a lot of people, because uh, I've seen a lot of new faces pop up in the community and mm. I've seen them make close friends in the community. And uh, I think that's great because it has been able to just uh, give people more of a social circle. Mm. Yeah. And then it, like, like you said, obviously with like lockdown and stuff, it has sort of given more opportunity for people to actually make some content and actually in a way sort of put their stamp on the community, if you get what mm-hmm. I mean. So I then agree. people can go, Oh, okay. This is a cool cosplay. He seems pretty cool. Um, not to say that you can't do that at conventions or anything, but, Obviously, at the time, you couldn't. But I, I kind of feel like, yeah, it has definitely impacted more people, especially newbie people as well, to kind of just make their mark and try and get a feel of it, you know? Mm. Exactly. Um, I, I, that's As I was saying, yeah, it's very much a case of um, being able to gauge the cosplay community for themselves and being able to see if this is the sort of thing they want to be part of, and hopefully they mm. will. And uh, yeah, naturally, people have just been able to make new friends. And I really, uh, it's a positive thing. I think Mm. it is extremely a positive thing. So, um, of course, people may use social media for not so positive purposes. Mm. But I think the less attention that you pay to that sort of person, the better. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So what's your take on uh, conventions um, like this year? Because obviously we've, at this current time of recording, we actually has the announcement from MCM um, for both of their conventions, which have, like, the prices for that con have rocketed off the roof. Um, Do you think, like, do you think the prices and the rules that they're going for are adjustable? Or is it just something you're just going to pass this year? Um, hmm. I mean, yeah, the prices I saw, they have gone up a bit, but I guess that is probably because they've lost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, they must have, oh, I mean, based on how much money they usually make at conventions, um, versus now having to deal with the fact that they haven't been able to do one for about a year, 
has probably mm. dented their profit margin quite significantly. So I guess they've had to increase the prices of the tickets and stop letting kids in for free, which is uh, <laughs> kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I kind of want to go back, but at the same time, I'm yeah. still a bit nervous about, you know, the disease. Uh, yeah. But I would, I think it's the sort of thing you just have to play by ear, really. Yeah, I guess so. Um, obviously, I, I'm a lot can happen in like a month's time because obviously that's when the tickets go, like towards the end of next month. And mm -hmm. obviously, a lot of things are changing, like every next couple of weeks, like in terms of restrictions and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, the prices, I'm a bit like, oh, okay, but yeah, like you said, like they've got to make the money back somehow. Um, yeah, exactly. whether whether or not they're just the ball no con considering on the stuff when you sort of think about it you're only really paying to just go in the con and you're not really getting much else from that you you it's literally just an entry ticket and it's like 85 pounds and i'm a bit like whoa okay um but i don't yeah. know it's, it's it's a strange one I yeah, it does. The thing is, it is getting less and less easy to justify it, especially in a time where people are going to be a bit more financially harder pressed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think they will have the same footfall as they have done previous years, and especially during COVID, people are not going to want to uh, um, go. They'll be less um, likely to mingle in such a uh, large atmosphere anyway. Yeah. So. It's it's a complicated one, and one that I don't necessarily think will be resolved anytime soon. But mm. it might get find its feet a bit better over the coming years, as opposed yeah. to this year. Okay, that's an interesting theory. Hmm. But another thing as well is like with the rules and stuff. Like obviously, masks being required. Like mm. suppose, like I don't know. Like does this mean that? If you go as a Mandalorian, for example, like, are you required to wear a mask still, yeah, or have you got to wear the helmet the whole time? Like, it's it's the same with um, Spidey because obviously we're mm. both Spidey cosplayers as well. Like, to what scale does this? Yeah, I have actually thought about that quite <laughs> a bit because uh, just by the uh, the mask itself, I mean, it would look a bit weird wearing a mask over a mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that many people will want to do it, and I'm not entirely sure that it's uh, enforceable without making someone mm. look a bit daft. Um, <laughs> but especially as you said, Mandalorians, you literally can't see their faces, and yeah, that would imply that their breathing space would be contained within that helmet, which is exactly what the mask would be doing, yeah. uh, unless they're required to wear a mask underneath. But I don't. Mm. Well, I mean, how would you be able to tell? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, and also as well at that, from a comfort factor, having to wear a mask under a helmet would probably lead to heat stroke pretty quickly. Mm. I, I, it's it's a very it, mm, it's a tangled web. It's a tangled web of what is exactly appropriate, and I hope they do release some um, more clear guidelines on that. Because yeah, I'm I hope sure. so. I'm I'm really not sure. I mean. Could we cosplay Spidey? I, I yeah. really, I don't know. Yeah, it, it it is strange, but I don't like. I don't think it's the end of the world because obviously, 
with MCM for people who have attended the con, like they have that massive outdoor area, which I think is a bonus. Mm. Um, because obviously there isn't really that at LFCC yeah. or at MCM Birmingham either. Now I think about it. Um, but obviously there, if people are really that bothered about getting photos and stuff, I suppose that's a way around it, I guess. Um, obviously it depends how enforced it's going to be. Like, obviously I don't know if you're going to be required to wear a mask like outside, which I think would be a bit daft, but. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think they'll probably enforce it outside because we can kind of not have to wear a mask outside anyway. Yeah. Um, but they might, uh, it depends. It might c- try to keep people um, in groups of yeah. like, six or whatever and try and enforce some social distancing between said groups. And it might increase security for that matter entirely as well. But other than that, I'm not really sure how they can be expected. I mean, I don't know how how the restrictions will be afterwards because uh, I know this thing is entirely over yet and there's still other variants that we've got to worry about. Um, but I don't, I really, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm drawing a complete blank on how, how it's going to be yeah. over. So it'll be um not not necessarily interesting but uh slightly mortifying to uh, <laughs> to think about how uh it'll be that's if it even I, goes ahead yeah well yeah exactly yeah i mean i i just can't imagine there being a covid free spider like a covid free spider-man meet because we've we've yeah. both attended those and we know oh, how yeah. mental we know how mental they get oh yeah they get a bit mm, okay <laughs> like i actually remember the first spider-man meet we both went to um back in 2018 and uh it was it was so awkward wasn't it like because i remember we both went there and we were just like uh yeah what are we supposed to do yeah (laughs) we're just standing here what's happening uh yeah that that was a interesting event that but uh, yeah i mean yeah yeah, I think the one after was was slightly better from what I remember. Apart from it being extremely hot, um, oh, because yeah. obviously it was like back in May. Yeah, I remember that one. That was interesting in itself. Yeah, that was the one with uh, Liana. That mm. was, yeah, she was there. Yeah, and uh, good friends of mine, Kate and Michael as well. Um, yeah, everybody kind of joined in, and that was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it does get a bit wild. Um, again, I thought I, I suppose it's probably going to be a bit difficult for like the Doctor Who cosplay groups that you attend as well, because um, that gets a bit. I, I don't think it's been as crowded as it used to be, but it'd be interesting to see if that's going to be possible or not, or if anyone like group admin wise is actually going to go. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a good question because uh, what the hell is actually going to happen with the Doctor Who meets? I'm not even. Uh, is there going to be proper meets? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, is anything to play for, really? So we'll see about that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to a Doctor Who meet in a long time as it is. So. Oh, yeah, same. Same here. Yeah. I've been to every other meet you can think of, but, but that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> oh well, um, you know. I'm sure we'll uh, head back into it at some point, maybe or maybe not. It doesn't matter. Mm. 
Um, I kind of wanted to go into a slightly political thing. Um, not anything major. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, I have spoke about it like a few times through the podcast. Hmm. Um, obviously, I've had, you know, people from a different race, from a different sexuality. And um, obviously, we've spoke about racism in the cosplay community. Um, and obviously, I thought I'd have a little chat with you about it because obviously it's still a very prominent thing um and we were sort of discussing about how to deal with it and how demining it can be um was there any like particular time like throughout your cosplay time where you felt like oh i can't do this because because i'm black or do you sort of feel like it shouldn't really matter because i personally don't think it should really matter um, but then, of course, recently there's been a lot of um, horribleness in the cosplay community about blackface. I don't know if you've come across that on Instagram. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of posts shared. Yeah, which is not okay, by the way, guys. Mm. No, it really isn't. <laughs> mm. But obviously, I know it's not okay, but obviously there are some people who aren't that well-educated and don't really know. Mm. So I was wondering if you had any real like experience or something you could just talk about to get the message across? Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel that cosplay is definitely something that is for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, it, the thing is, it is a really complex situation. And I mm. think nearly a, a lot of people have different views on the subject. Yeah. Um, I do think there is a line that can be crossed when it comes to cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um, but I think that when it comes to characters that are more alien in nature, like the Doctor, mm. I think some allowances can be made. Mm. Um, case in point, a lot of people have uh, taken to cosplaying um, uh, the Fugitive Doctors played by Joe Martin. Yeah. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. They're showing support for the character. Yeah. Um, but for example, if one was to play devil's advocate, if you um, cosplay someone like Black Panther, whose identity is inexplicably linked to um, African origins and things like that, yeah. then I don't know if that's necessarily in your best interest. To uh, because that is the sort of thing that would easily insult someone and make it feel like you're belittling them in that yeah. sense of representation. Mm. So I think it is a very uh, it really should be evaluated on a case by case basis. But on the subject of blackface, it's an absolutely no go area that should never be done because mm. you cannot impersonate anybody's race and is very much unacceptable so uh, that's sort of my two cents on that subject yeah yeah it, it's it's just it's just a very horrible thing as well because um mm. to think to think that someone generally thought that it was a good idea yeah um and i do hope that the person now like realizes that it was not okay but for anyone who does support that is it kind of says a lot about those yeah. sort of people really yeah really anybody that really thinks that it's acceptable clearly mm. has not really been brought up in the right environment honestly but 
because um i had my friend uh ronnie on the podcast like going back a few episodes um and we were sort of speaking about how she found that um due to her age and origin that she was basically getting a lot of hate on the internet simply just for being asian and um cosplaying white characters which in itself i think is it's horrible Mm. really because it should be for everyone and at the end of the day we're all doing the same thing and we're sharing our love for a character yeah but i do agree with what you said about black panther because obviously that is in that that character's origin yeah yeah i think it really depends on what that character stands for you just got to take Mm. that into account um it's complicated as i said uh yeah yeah uh it's definitely the sort of thing that needs to be uh really evaluated and also just use a bit of common sense yeah exactly it's the same where it comes to like you know on gender and weight like because they're Mm. even now there's still people who are like oh you can't cosplay that character you know you're a woman you can't do that or oh you're a bloke You, you can't cosplay harley quinn you can't do this and it's a shame, really, because mm, um, I think it's so. just, yeah. As a sort of thing, I don't think gender should come into any sort of cosplay equation. Uh, anyone should be able to uh, mm. cosplay uh, a character of the opposite gender or of the same gender. It doesn't Definitely. really matter. Um, whatever you identify as, it is mm. entirely nobody's business. Uh, yeah. So, therefore, you do what you want. Most definitely. I mean, I've, I've, uh, like, for me personally, like I've seen females do Spidey cosplays, and I think they're incredible. Hmm. Um, like the things that they've done, arguably, I think sometimes they look even better than us guys that do it. <laughs> um, especially with like ha- with all their makeup and all the like the styles of pictures and stuff. I think it looks really awesome. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. Varying talents can uh, lead to some very very good cosplays. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But yeah, like Dom said, it doesn't really matter like your personal background, really. Um, you just got to make sure that there is a thin line and you just have to tread it ever so carefully. Mm. But um, I'm, I'm glad that you spoke about that because I really appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people listening in would appreciate that as well. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, um, it would be impossible not to talk about this um i know you're a massive fan of the chase <laughs> oh yeah um i feel like this is probably known by pretty much anyone that knows you yeah yeah it's, so, um, it's even in my username so yeah i mean theme song at the beginning of every video <laughs> <laughs> um so what 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 is it about the chase that you just love so much um like why why this particular game show if you don't mind me asking it's definitely the personalities within it. Um, I love the format. I love the personalities within it. You've got all the chasers from Mark and Sean, Paul, Jenny, and Newcomer Dara. And of course, got the amazing Bradley doing, of uh, course, yeah. doing the presenting. And so much fun to play and play alongside as well. And it generally has improved my general knowledge as well. So it is just... Oh, okay. Such a, it's such a fantastic uh hour to just spend and there's also that sense of progression as well because uh you can see all 
because you got each time you got different people and they're playing for all their different uh, needs and whatnot. Um, like someone wants a new back door or they want to go on holiday. And it's just mm. nice to see all sorts of different people from different backgrounds just see how they do, unless they take the lower offer, then oh dear, they're gonna get <laughs> Have you ever like considered going on it as a contestant? Absolutely, but I just want to make sure I'm good enough. I feel want to make sure I feel good enough. I mean you've you've pretty much done everything else at the moment so i feel like yeah. this is probably the next step for you i mean basically like, yeah i mean that's going to be the end goal <laughs> be like oh it's dom again uh, but... wait if i humiliate myself i won't tell anybody and uh, <laughs> anybody who posts about me on social media i'm not going to respond but if i do well then you'll know all about it oh i i would love that i think that would be amazing what oh, what what yeah uh fun fact my sister is on it and, oh uh, no way! Yeah, she I was did not on know it. that. Uh, unfortunately, she went to get went against Anne, and her entire team, including her, was knocked out. Oh. So, yeah, it was not it was not fortunate for her at all. Oh dear, what what would you if you was to win? Like what what would you spend your money on? Um, well, I um, I'll probably just put on a house deposit. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fair. Yeah, I have to be adulty. <laughs> Because mm. I, I know someone was on there once and they wanted to save up for a Dalek and I don't think they won. Um, but I remember mm. that being on the show. Because um, I've watched the odd few episodes. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch Against the Chasers, I think. The, new, oh, the, the newer chasers. one. The yeah, that's yeah. that's the one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got a chance to go around to that one yet. It's very good. It looks It looks good. So do you watch like every episode then? I like every watch, week. Yeah, I try to uh, watch as many as I can. Uh, it's usually on every day, and I'm usually home each day. And uh, if I do miss it, sometimes I just catch up on it. But yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's a lot of fun to keep a track of. So you can mm. just kind of just see how everyone's doing, and uh, in terms of the chases, I mean, and uh, just see how you're doing personally in uh, terms mm. of your own general knowledge, and see what you know and what you don't know. And is there is this like the only game show that you watch, or do you watch other ones? I watch a fair few. I mean, I I watch Millionaire when it's on. Uh, that's oh like yeah, that's recently Prince, come back. Yeah, really. that's one of the quintessential British game shows that uh, everybody mm. really likes. And I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy uh, Countdown when uh, when I watch that. Oh, okay. I know that's that's one of the oldest uh, mm. of the ones I watch, but it's. It's good. I mean, I'm not very good at it by any stretch because it's about anagrams and mm. math, and I'm not amazing at either. But, <laughs> but it's always it's always good fun. I mean, one that I I don't know if you could really class it as a game show, but I really like Taskmaster. Oh yeah, um, Taskmaster. I've seen a few episodes of that. It's good. Yeah, I I really love that show. I mean, Greg Davis just owns that show. He's a like, legend. He is. I I love that guy. Honestly. Um, he is the funniest human being that I know. I think. <laughs> um, I, I I just keep praying that one day he will go to a con or something. Oh, he should do. I mean, there've been some of the in betweeners have gone to cons, so they have. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to ask Greg to go to one. Oh, I I would I'd love that. Hmm. I, I I generally would pay him to just insult me in some sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would just be like so happy with that. Like, oh, uh, get that recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. 
I mean, he probably won't know what the hell is. He, he'll probably think I'm a complete weirdo, and then I'll ah, probably end up. I'm pretty sure he probably gets a lot of people asking him. So, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My kind of goal would be to be as weird as possible. So maybe I could get a mention on his stand-up show, and then mm-hmm. I could be like, "Oh yeah, that, he's talking about me." <laughs> maybe not creep him out, but try. Oh no, no, definitely not. No. <laughs> um. And of course, Tom, I feel like this is probably the moment that majority of people are are going to be waiting for for you to talk about. And that is, of course, the DW2012 stuff. Of course. <laughs> You're actually the third person now I've actually had in the DW2012 team. Yeah. Haven't you had uh, George and um, Dan as well? No, we've not had George yet. He oh. is on the list. We've had... Um, yeah, I've had Docker. And Meg, haven't you, as well? Almost. Ah. She's next at some ah, point. Getting there, but yeah, getting I've there. done yeah, I've done Dan, I've done Docker, and I've done you. Oh yeah, of course you've done Docker. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Um yeah. so how's that been going? Because obviously I saw that you guys were at Blackpool um, yeah. not that long ago. I mean, because of um uh, COVID, it has to has been very stop and start. Um, but we're really getting back into it now. Uh, we did a shoot in Blackpool very recently, um, and that was for a later episode, and that went very, very well, I like to think. And yeah. as well as that, we've been doing bits and pieces with the TARDIS as well. And uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been great fun just getting the whole gang together and being able to just uh, unleash our talents. And I'm just... Uh, very ecstatic to finally and hopefully get <laughs> the series at least some of the series out this year because uh, okay. i know people have been uh waiting a while and i know it's been so difficult to be able to just get to filming because of everything it's been so unfortunate because of course my my doctor's tenure would have to come before a global pandemic but uh, <laughs> uh yeah it is hopefully it'll be worth the wait. And I know it has been a long wait. It's uh, mm. this month, funnily enough, is going to be the second anniversary of How Time Flies, the first episode I was in. No uh, way. Well, not oh my first my episode God. I was in, but the debut episode of My Doctor. Yeah. But yeah, that um, that's it's it's both great and it's embarrassing at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it, there's been a lot worse. I mean, I, I've known Doctor Who fan films that have almost taken like up to, like I think one I watched took up to almost nine years to get to get out. Oh um, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry so much on 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 that. True. Um w- So uh, was it hard to get back into because obviously like you said like you haven't done it for a while um was it difficult for you to um get back into character and get back into that just the things? Nah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah. Purple is very inexplicably linked with me. So um oh, okay. I I'm confined snapping into him and out of him very easy. So uh, mm. it's I keep uh, I I keep basically uh, uh, keeping the character fresh anyway. So uh, it always helps. I get into costume uh, from time to time, and oh, okay. I've done like outside bits and appearances on nice. other people's videos. Uh, with oh wow! As well, and uh, yeah, I definitely just. Keep him. I keep him warm, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, but 
all the same it's just like it's nice to be able to physically act because there's a difference between doing audio acting and physical acting and i do prefer physical acting because when oh, yeah. you're there and uh when it's me meg then it is so mm. cool and being able to talk with luke in person about the character and how we do scenes yeah it's very much it's very cool in that way i really really like that so uh hopefully more the merrier yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i've also noticed you did some subtle costume like variants as well from the mm. pictures that i saw which are very interesting by the way um i'm really liking the style of it um because right. <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of gives me very anime sort of vibes um oh, yeah. with like the glove and the coat cape sort of style that mm. you're going for like I, re I really like it man i think Thank it's really you. cool uh, the coat cape is definitely something that was inspired by uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, obviously, okay. because uh, I love the yeah. costume of Yami Yugi. And oh, okay. I wanted to be able to, uh, from the outset, uh, about a year into the role, I wanted to do something like that. So mm. I was debating whether to get a new uh, custom piece made uh, of a cape of sorts. But then I was just like, you know what, might I just, why don't I just do the, the cheaper method and just not use my sleeves <laughs> and it kind of worked <laughs> and uh i just really uh i i like to i just like making little subtle changes see yeah. i mean the glove you'll see has a reason but i won't say anything Ooh. more than that okay um but yeah um when it comes to costume design it's nice to be really in my element because i do uh, obviously being a cosplayer you kind of have that sense of what will work, what will work best, what doesn't yeah. work as much. And I think I've got quite a nice amount of costume variations for my doctor. And uh, yeah. I hope people enjoyed that, even though it is kind of more of a little detail in the grand scheme of the series. Mm. And obviously, I, from what from what we know, obviously being the purple doctor, purple is going to be a very prominent thing for the character. Very much so. I mean, the TARDIS interior, everybody knows is purple. Yeah. And the purple costume is something that's going to be a mainstay. So we've got purple trousers and the purple jacket and the purple waistcoat. Uh, it's very, it's very, very, uh, yeah. Might go a bit over the top. But then again, Luke yeah. was the little red dog. To, uh, he was very keen on the red colour scheme. I'm just kind of following <laughs> that on. So, I mean, I, I really like it because I, I love the colour purple. Like, In fact, majority of the stuff I wear and own is pretty much like a burgundy purple colour. Yeah, they're good colours. <laughs> yeah, they are good colours. Um, and I think it really works as well. Um, I really like the shoes that you have, like, because I think you have your Kilgrave ones with yes, like, the purple yeah. laces. I, I have those too. That um, is, they are cool. I like having different colour laces. <laughs> I, I think that looks awesome. Um. Yeah, so you're obviously doing um, an audio series as well, um, which is uh, really cool, mm. um, which you've been doing recently, which I've been keeping up to date on, by the way, which have been fantastic. Um, Thank you. By the way, I really like the idea of it as well, because I, I can definitely see that you went for a sort of Black Mirror Inside Number 9 vibe. Yeah, that's that. Were, they were the main influences on Doctor Who Remnants. Um, I really wanted to uh, just do an anthology, and I thought that was uh, just an idea. I think it was really good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, still got many more episodes to come, so hopefully people like them as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I'm I'm a massive fan of Black Mirror, 
and Inside Number Nine. Like they're, they're probably like oh, my two favorite shows. They are great. I love those shows. So um, obviously, when I heard you were doing that sort of style, I was like, okay, this, 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 I've got to give a go. And they're very, very good. Um, like you have great cast, great scripts, and um, I, I really like, especially with it being audio. Like it's very mm. eerie, and you you really feel like you're a part of it. Yeah. It really uh, try to get that sense that you're a part of events. You're watching things go over, and it is I just like the the whole style, especially with the scripts that people have also contributed, like uh, okay. Channel Pub, Will Grantham, and uh, uh, Gabriel Brown, who both did some marvelous scripts. Gabriel's mm. has already aired. Uh, Will is still to come at the end, and oh. I really, really am. Uh, so grateful and so blessed to have been working with them. And of course, everybody who's been a cast member who has done the music and the graphic design is just, ah, oh, it's, it's mm. wonderful because there's so, such talent has been involved in this. It really humbles you to know that uh, people are just interested enough to be a part of it. And uh, I think it's made a really, really cool project. And I'm very, very proud of how it's all turned out. Mm. And just to say, this isn't connected in any sort of way to the DW2012 stuff, if I wrote. Yeah, yeah, no, this is entirely yeah. standalone. So, uh, okay. very much. This is um, it's not even connected to TV Doctor Who, really. It's more of something that takes place in, in its own bubble. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So, we've got the, the person who's really the narrator is the architect, who's very much the yeah. owner of the realm. Um, and uh, originally I was going to have my doctor do it, but then I just decided, you know what, I think I'll go for more of a unique angle to this and mm. have a different character altogether, which allows me to open up using the doctor for any stories that I want him to, which I kind of have. Yeah. It kind of adds more originality to it as well, I think. Yeah, yeah it does, uh, which I'm very grateful of. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really pleased, man, that that's been going so well, like for... Doctor Who 20, 2012 and for your um, audio stuff. I think that's been great. And and your YouTube stuff as well. I know mm. you don't do as many as you did beforehand, but every time you put the odd one up, I, I definitely always watch it. I'm like, oh, Dom's done another video. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's that's all right, man. Like, Because, yeah, like, like I've said many times before, like I really admire creativity. And, you know, luckily for, for myself, I have a lot of friends who are very creative. So I try to support their work like as much as I can. And um obviously you being one of those people, I always um I always check it out and stuff. I really appreciate it, honestly. And the same goes to everybody who checks out my content, really. I'm yeah. very gracious that people just take the time to watch my stuff, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I suppose I just wanted to say thank you, really, in a sense, because oh, yeah. you kind of really got me into cosplay like through your videos and through just meeting you personally. Um, There's really no need to thank me. Um, I should be thanking everyone who just watches the videos, as I said, because yeah, um, of course. I, uh, it's uh, without any of the uh, attention that I garnered through them, I would not be doing anything that I'm doing. So really yeah. thank you to everybody who's watched <laughs> yeah. my stuff, followed me and uh, just uh, helped me uh, grow my accounts and stuff like this to uh, the extent that they have and so i'll be always be grateful oh well i'm 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 just i'm just like i'm just grateful that i actually did come across your videos because they generally did really help me a lot 
um because like most people can relate like i was one of those kids who really didn't know what they wanted to do with themselves mm. and i wasn't quite sure like yeah i liked doctor who and i liked other stuff but i didn't know how i could express that yeah so obviously coming across cosplay it sort of made me realize in a sense like the stuff that i wanted to do and it's really had a massive impact on my life um so i kind of feel like if i hadn't come across those videos i don't even know if i'd be talking to you now and i don't think i'd be doing this i'd probably still be sat in my room like um just watching stuff and not really socializing that much either yeah that's the thing um honestly man yeah you've done some really good cosplays of your own and i'm privileged that i've been able to help you on that journey of your own and i'm especially grateful that you've been able to find a social circle through like, the cosplay industry and everything yeah. like that so uh as long as it's all helped then i don't think anyone can really ask for any more yeah most definitely <laughs> um so uh, before i'm gonna wrap all of this stuff up um towards the end of my podcast i've got this new theme challenge that i've been doing oh um so what we've been doing recently is um the last tv show slash movie you watched you've been kidnapped the last show or the main character or the main person in that show or or movie is the person who saves you so dom who who is saving you from your kids <laughs> you know exactly what i'm gonna say um it's six o'clock well i i came onto this podcast at a time of uh recording six o'clock fresh off the chase so bradley walsh is going to be the person that saves me <laughs> do you think he'd be a good candidate like do you think he would be able to save you like in one piece or do you um, think he'd balls it up <laughs> i think somehow he balls it up <laughs> I, I i don't have much faith in him bless him i love him <laughs> to bits but would i trust him in my life probably not <sighs> oh god good old graham um, o'brien <laughs> for me it would have to i've actually started this new show um on netflix at the moment called sweet tooth Ooh, um i've heard of that yeah, it's a new, it's kind of based on a Disney, not Disney, <laughs> a DC comic. Oh. Um, like it's on, it's a part of DC Virgo, which is like an independent DC label. Oh, okay. And it's, um, it's, it's very good. I'd recommend it. Um, it's kind of about like this boy who's um, half human and half deer. Ooh, oh, oh, okay. And it plays around with like this virus and babies are being born as half human and half animal. Oh, that is an interesting concept. And uh, I believe Robert Downey Jr. is a producer on it as well. Oh, nice. Is, nice. Very interesting. So um, the main character, Gust, would be my hero who, at least from what I've been watching, <laughs> um, he's about seven years old. So... Um, I don't know if I'd be safe or not, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, mm, seven years old. It's that's kind of touch and go, I'd say. <laughs> good luck. Well, yeah, cheers for that. Um, good luck with um Bradley Walsh trying to save you from God knows what. Um, oh God. <laughs> I, I can imagine in a, in a weird sort of way. I can imagine he would 
find a way of like making a joke or just chuckling up for the wrong I, reason. Yeah, <laughs> How are you doing, Cockle? <laughs> oh God. Um honestly, Dom, um, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you again after such a long time. It's always great talking to you, man. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Um obviously before you shoot off, um just let people know who don't know that much about you, because mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that's gonna be very little people. Oh, I take um, that one. I'm sure there's a fair few people who don't know who I am. <laughs> um where can we find you like on the internet like so uh my social media handles um well on youtube i am known as who chaser on instagram i am known as dominus of time and on twitter i am at dominic jgm awesome and we can also see you on um, the dw2012 stuff as well yeah that'll be is, later um... this year hopefully Yep, so definitely check that out on um, DW2012, which is uh, Dynamic Works um, on Instagram and um, DW2012 on YouTube. I do believe you have a Twitter page as well. Uh, yes, that. uh, that'll be uh, D- at DW2012 with an underscore at the end. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you very much, Dom. No worries, and, um, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. And uh, see ya. See ya. So what a guy, am I right? Like, wow, what a guy. Um, we can, I can definitely say from taking from this that Dom has been around and experienced so many awesome stuff. It's honestly kind of crazy. <laughs> um, anyway, if you'd like to hear more of the podcast, please do follow it on whatever platform you are listening this to. Please, it does really help. And if you'd like to follow my socials, which is Lucas Out Loud on Instagram and Lucas Out Loud on Twitter, I am going to try and get some more stuff running, hopefully quite soon. Thank you very much, guys. To the next one.